Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things and, um, and butts. Enjoy the show. Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we treasure the ink to find the hidden gems. I'm H.T. the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hi. Hello. Uh, so yeah, uh... Uh, let's see. In terms of, like, well, uh, basically, I, I think we're going to go straight into the cartoon news. Because, sure. But I, honestly, <laughs> I feel like, the honestly, there's not a lot to say unless you guys have something. No, um, I doubt that. I do, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, like, basically, I, I do have something I want to talk about, but it's not necessarily cartoon news. But uh, Yeah, anyways. I don't know. Like, I might, I might go and see Loving Vincent tomorrow. That's the only animation-related... Oh. Yeah, I've been wanting uh, to see thing. that. What is that? Yeah, I, I I didn't even know what it was until I watched a trailer for it. I I went to uh I went to uh the local art house to watch Get Out again, uh, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was one of the trailers before the movie, and it looked super cool. Uh, Loving Vincent was a it was a movie last year that uh, was sort of a biopic or well not so much a biopic it, it was about the the death of vincent van gogh and it is told or or van ho or van hoff van whatever it's it's pronounced many yeah vincent van gogh the it's it's kind of a biopic of like the last moments of his life and uh and it's uh it's all and, animated with hand with oil paints oil yeah oh, so damn. it's like yeah so it, it's like a really uh, crazy, weird-looking, like awesome concept it for took, a biopic. I really like want to see it. It took years. Oh to yeah, make absolutely like, a technical achievement, and that's it, what there, impressed me. Was I heard that there was like some years, like sometime when they was like they weren't even sure if they were going to even be able to make it because of how much work they need to put in. Because it's all done in the same impressionist style as Vincent Van Gogh's art. Uh, yeah, it's it's all done animated with full oil paintings. That's incredible. Exactly. So I exactly. might I might go and see that uh, tomorrow or maybe the day after. I'm not is sure. That, is that uh, nominated for anything this year? I think it is. I, I'm pretty sure it's nominated for multiple things, actually. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I don't know exactly what, though. I haven't really paid attention to the Oscars. Uh, all I really know is that Boss Baby is not animated, uh, nominated for Best Animated Picture, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, I, I, my only hope is that Get Out wins Best Picture, but oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's neither here nor there. That's just that's literally the only thing I care. Nah, about, they're gonna honestly. they're gonna screw up again. They're gonna announce what? Boss Baby for uh, Best Picture. <laughs> oh no, that, <laughs> <laughs> Boss Baby is Best Picture. <laughs> This year's bo- uh, this year's uh, La La Land is clearly Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> La La Land, which actually did not win Best Picture. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> we lost. By anyway, the let's go ahead and talk about cartoon news. Uh, so I mean, honestly, a lot of the stuff that I have are um stuff that we've kind of already 
talked about just in different ways. Uh, I mean, uh, there was a weird tweet the Nintendo posted that they're just confirming that they are working with uh, Illumination for that Mario anime movie, which, I mean, we, we already knew yeah. that was happening. We, we've like, already I, talked about it. I mean, we got a little more confirmation that the Nintendo's going to have a direct, more direct hand in this movie, so I doubt we're going to get something too odd. But they got know. burned before, so I think they're going to be a bit more cautious with this one. We'll see. Uh, then they also then uh, I believe it was whoever is doing the Cat and Hat movies. I think that's uh, or not the Cat the, the Doctor Seuss movies. Uh, whatever. Uh, I think there's Sony picture, Sony anime pictures or something like that. Uh, then on top of that Grinch movie that they're doing, they are also doing a cat in the hat movie. They announced that cause they're doing a whole big thing and who gives a f- honestly, <laughs> I, uh, uh, so why are we going to get to the, uh, fire battle book movie? <laughs> God, <laughs> I want to see, uh, uh, the Fox and socks movie. And that's going to be really, uh, that's going to be something. It's just going to be a murder, uh, slasher film. Uh, with a fox with an axe all over the place. <laughs> That's what the Lorax should have been. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! You have just fixed and an, like what a feature film version of Lorax should be. <laughs> a touching oh story I... about the damages children can wreak on their parents. Hop on pop. <laughs> yeah, oh it god. is. It, it is interesting though that the Cat in the Hat movie was handed over to Warner Brothers. Uh huh. That is interesting. Did we? Yeah. Did we talk about that? Uh, let's see. We. Yeah. The the new animated Cat in the Hat film is going to be a Warner Brothers movie, huh. not Illumination Entertainment, which I think bodes well. <laughs> um. I mean, it depends. I mean, uh, they've done more good than bad recently. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Um. Yeah. And at the very least, it'll probably be fun to look at because all pretty much all of the uh warner Bros. movies look at least have at least something interesting visually to them um yeah it just seems like it just seems like at a certain point dr seuss movies are kind of a hell that we can't escape like the like the marvel <laughs> movies and star wars now you except know, there's or... never been a good dr seuss movie oh gee Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah, think. Exactly. Like, no, like like when you said that, my first thought was like, oh, there's been at least one, but there hasn't been. They're all bad. I mean, the closest the closest to an okay one uh, lies within the realm of the first Grinch movie, and then, like to to be clear, we're talking about the Jim Carrey one, right? Yes, yeah. the Jim Carrey one. Like basically, like. Uh, in terms of feature films, like the only ones that I think are actually watchable are the first uh, Grinch movie and God, I mean, I, I remember liking Horton Hears Who when I was younger, but I honestly cannot say I've seen it enough more recently than a decade ago <laughs> or something like that. I saw so that I, movie. I, I saw that movie in fractions on a cruise ship. So I don't know. Ah, okay. Uh, I, I haven't actually but, watched it from beginning to end in order. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's also like, God, what is it? 
don't know. It's it's just it's the, the, the there's the old Grinch stuff. I mean the old Doctor Seuss animated stuff. The ones that were like basically done by like the yeah. Warner Bros. Like the uh, Chuck Jones and stuff like that. But those, those ones are those fun. aren't movies though. Those are yeah. Those are TV just specials. Yeah, and those that's it. And yeah. honestly, uh, I'll admit something. When I was when the Grinch movie, not the Grinch movie, uh, the Cat in the Hat movie came out, I actually really liked it as a kid. So much so that when I was really sick one time, like my mother cheered me up by buying me the DVD of the Cat in the Hat movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and I, I know, used to be very easy to entertain. I liked Master of Disguise. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Master of Disguise. I, uh, I, God. You know, uh, I saw Master of Disguise still during my time when I still was like very easily entertained. And even I didn't like that one. <laughs> I got bored really quickly. You must not uh, have been turtly enough for the Turtle Club then. God, that was like the only part that I actually enjoyed as a kid. That was like because the only thing. It's the, the, only, it's, it's the, only, it's the like, only thing people remember of that freaking movie. Here's like, my question. The only thing. That's all I yeah. remember too. Cat in the Hat, Master of the Skies. Did they both come out, come out like around the same time? I don't think so. No, I think, I the, think Cat the Cat in the Hat came by. later. Ah, uh, okay. Because, I mean, you can you can make an argument for both halves of uh, Wayne's World getting together and deciding we're going to make the most worst decisions of our career at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. The worst decision of Michael Myers' career is being a dead. <laughs> and then so much so that he basically, uh, after one flop, uh, he was on the... Well, basically never be in movies again. <laughs> Wait, was, is he a jerk? Uh, I mean, that's just rumor, I think. I don't know. I just heard that from, like, he apparently treats assistants like shit. He's a total prima donna. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making up shit. Because I was like, like I said, I was like, I I first heard about that stuff, like, around the time The Love Guru came out and basically flopped. And that's when people were finally, like, saying, like, hey, Mike Myers isn't as golden of a star as we thought he was or whatever and then you know who knows Maybe our, it's just our ship has bullshit. our ship has strayed so far from cartoon news that we can no longer see land <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean like i said there's not a lot else to say i mean okay uh in terms of uh interesting news uh there's gonna be a, a new team and uh tv show on oh, nickelodeon yeah. Wow, that, what, what uh, is that then? The well, the third or fourth well, reboot of the last? It's 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 supposed to be just a spinoff because it's like the, oh, basically okay. the premise is the TMMT. It's like an alternate universe kind of thing where uh, in this universe the Teenage Turtles have like superpowers in it. But Wait, uh, part of the I thought I thought was, their well, superpower was being turtle people. I mean, like. Be able to like sh- throw lightning and shit, but who cares? That's not that's not I what's know. interesting. Honest, it's really not that's interesting because what's interesting is that for the first time in an animated ver- uh, version of the TMNT, uh, April O'Neil is going to be black. Uh, I'm glad oh. you specified it that way because like apparently back in the comics she was like drawn in Britain to have been like African American. Um, Oh, no, no, 100% so, because you see, uh, in the original comics, they were black and white, and uh, that's, like, they didn't really have any color to it, but when uh, the creator of TMNT, I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, Eastman Laird? Something like that. Uh, he specifically drew April O'Neil to be a black woman, that's why her hair is super frizzy and all that kind of stuff, uh, and when she, he finally would do color versions of the comics, he would do April O'Neil as a, a light skin 
uh, African American woman. Uh, and that was his intention from like the very start. Uh, and this is going to be the first time in any animated or non-comic version of this, uh, of, uh, TMNT that, uh, April Neal is going to be a black woman. It's neat that they're That's doing that like that. And the, the thing with the, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with superpowers, like adding, adding a gimmick is such a nineties ass thing to do. Like remember like they, they, they're used, they used to have a, they used to have a show where it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers together. Right. Like that was, oh no, 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 that that was not a fever dream. I think it was more than an episode. I feel like it was a series that was on kids. No, 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 no. No, no, no. So what it was is that there was a live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, sequel series that lasted only one season, and there was one episode where they met the Power Rangers. Yeah, and that was the whole thing. It was a like it was a it was weird because it was ba- like a, like it was called Teenage when it was called Mutant Ninja Turtles because they weren't teenagers anymore; they were adults, oh. and they have graduated from being splinters, uh, like you know, proteges, and they're their own, you know. Thing and they also met a female turtle who uh, is honest, like who basically uh, was there just to create romantic tension, like all the other girls. Oh no! And that was it. That was it. And she, and the thing, the thing that sucks is that um, she is really hated by uh, any of the uh, like basically most of like the creators of like Team Engine so much so that like uh, apparently for a long time and I don't know if it's still in place there's basically a ban in ever even mentioning her or trying to reinstate her into any sort of canon for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which on one hand uh, you know if if she's just gonna be a hollow love interest kind of sex object then okay there's nothing saying that you couldn't do something with a female t- Ninja Turtle or something that isn't that all the other boys want to fuck her you know but you know it's 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 uh it's a weird situation, but, uh, you know, it's weird. I know a ton about Ninja Turtles, even though I've never seen a single episode of any of the cartoons. <laughs> guess, how, guess how much I know about Ninja Turtles. I don't even know. I don't even know which character is, has which name. <laughs> I know that they uh, all have different colored masks and I know all of their names. Okay, but I so don't Leonardo know. is the Leonardo is the uh, the red bandana. He's the tough guy. Uh, Michelangelo's the orange one. He's the stoner dude. Goes cowabunga. Uh, Raphael's the one with the purple one. He's the smart guy. And then there is, oh my god, how am I spacing this? Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael. Raphael. Raphael is the uh, leader, and he's got the blue one, and he's kind of boring <laughs> that's what i'm understanding and they all Something fight crime in a future time with their friends t-bone and see Razor. the the reboot that i want to see for ninja turtles is actually like uh, i want them to use names of like modern artists <laughs> like i want i want like i want them kaufman you want one turtle being kaufman i want one, one being yoko being... ono and i want like like what i want is i i just want, i just want it to be like teenage mutant ninja turtles the next generation where we have yeah like andy kaufman and yoko ono and like uh like uh, uh who's the guy who did the tomato soup thing again that's uh, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Yeah, like <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of Andy. They could do George Sherrod. <laughs> they could do yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like maybe uh, 
Yeah, like oh, I just, okay. I just think that would be a, a really Michael clever Bay. idea. Michael Bay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a, uh, it's neat. It's it's good to see that 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 they are going to have a black April Nero finally on on the, uh, uh, the animated version of the show. But I mean, really, I I don't have much any cartoon news from here, honestly. Uh, I basically went through all my stuff. The only other thing is that, well, I've been basically rewatching all of Picking the Brain ever since uh, someone told me that all the episodes were on uh, Hulu. And that has been my last few days. It's basically just a binge watching experience of Pinky and the Brain. Oh, yeah. You, said, think... that, you said that you've been doing your uh, br- Pinky impression at uh, your roommate. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, not at my roommate. Uh, I was so loud that he got mad at me and threw something at the wall when he was sleeping. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. God. But no, uh, it's uh, Peaking the Brain. Uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, basically the show is about. I mean, you, you probably do. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but you got to yeah, assume. Yeah. You got to assume. Like. Um, if 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 this if this podcast is your introduction to cartoons, <laughs> uh, uh, if basically if this podcast well, is your like, introduction to cartoons, we're sorry that we've been giving you some really bad ones. Oh yeah, I, mean, I guess that's true. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that like, uh, if say we have like a fifteen-year-old watching the show, they probably don't know what Pink in the Brain is. Yeah, that might true. be true. I guess I guess that might be true. We we've got we've got a bit of an age bias where Pinky and the Brain was on television when we were kids. Yeah, uh, basically. So Pinky and the Brain, what it is, it's about um uh it's about these two mice, uh Pinky and the Brain. Pinky is a goofy, dumb like Pinky w- is Pinky is not dumb. What he is is emotionally intelligent. Okay. Yes. I, uh, I was. I would look. I only. I'm only talking in broad generalizations because I was. Yeah. Gonna yeah no. No. no, no. But like, like that's. Yeah. Yeah. But and then the brain is a smart mouse, and the brain wants to take over the world, and they live in a laboratory. Their genes have been spliced. That's in all their. They're, they're basically they have the perfect theme song because it describes everything about the show is like, really quickly. Yeah. And um, it started. Song, it started as a. Yeah. It started as a segment on Animaniacs. Um, if you don't know what Animaniacs is, I know, never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Animaniacs almost was like the Saturday Night Live of cartoons in a way. <laughs> it spawned, uh, that's probably, I'm sure someone is going to take issue with that. But like it's, but yeah. <laughs> Pinky and the Brain, it's, it's, it's kind of a, so the brain is kind of an Orson Welles impression. And uh, <laughs> by, by Maurice Marsh. I, I like that idea that there's a segment of the population who wouldn't know what Pinky the Brain is, but knows exactly who Orson Welles is. Yeah, that's well, also and, very and young. Like that, that, and that should almost that should well, yeah, no, I guess that's true. If you know who Orson Welles is, but not Pinky in the Brain, <laughs> but like, you don't know who Orson Welles is. Just, he voiced Unicron, the uh, Transformers movie. Yep, that's and that's that's all he's known for. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, the brain, the brain is Maurice LaMarche's sort of like Orson. And Wells impression, which is so good, uh, um, and and Pinky Pinky is a character who feels a little more than he thinks, but he's not dumb. He's actually very uh, well. Like that, if you watch the show, he's he's actually very intelligent. Like more well, like yeah. 
in a lot of ways more so than the brain who is more uh scientific and calculating well but, yeah like th- that that's the thing is it like um mm-hmm. When you watch Pinky and Brain, especially as an adult, you notice a few things. One, Pinky is not an idiot. Uh, he's actually pretty dang smart. He may be, he's a more pop culture savvy and a more emotionally savvy. And like, But the thing is, like, it's not like, well, basically, my other point is that uh, one of the reasons why Pinky and Brain really, really works when you realize when you're an adult is because you like both Pinky and the Brain. Cause, um, like, cause I feel like if this show was made in like the mid two thousands, uh, the show we would have gotten would have been Pinky absolutely is an idiot. He basically be like Billy from Billy and Mandy. And then brain would basically be, oh my God, I just f***ing realized it. I realized that the two thousands version of Pinky and the Brain would just be Billy and Mandy, but like, basically, yeah, (laughs) would be like the worst. Oh my God. Yeah, God, with, without God. the Grim Reaper, it would just it would just be Billy and Mandy, and that's it. But Pinky and the Brain, like the, these. So I feel like I feel like I've already said this on the podcast, and I just want to see if you agree with me about it. That show, the the pilot is a little dry, and aside from that, it doesn't have a single misstep. Every episode is good. I my my only disagreement with that is that I feel like the pilot actually is pretty good. Oh no, it's uh, good. But. but but there is one bad episode. <laughs> uh, Which one? That one is the one with the uh, uh, there's the uh, the the space pen pal that Brain gets, and he, they go to Roswell, and he gets chased around because like the this space pen pal wants to eat the Brain's brain because he's super smart and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, I don't remember this one, so I'll assume you're right and say yeah, it's bad. <laughs> no, it is legitimately one of the only bad episodes of Picking the Brain. Uh, if only because, not because the premise isn't necessarily something interesting. They like I could tell that they were trying to go with like a, oh, they were trying to do like a modern day Marvin the Martian cartoon or something like that uh, with this. And but the thing is, is that like it's just it's so lazy, <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, I mean, other than some of the cool, the spaceship designs, which really harken back to like the Chuck Jones era of like spaceship design and all that kind of stuff, like the duck Dodgers and stuff like that, which are really fun, cool deco designs. Um, the, uh, it just, it does not, it, it sucks because like you could tell how poorly it's like one of the worst animated episodes of the show. Like the show is already kind of like janky at times, but like, it's like there are parts where a character is clearly supposed to be doing something more animated. And there, and like, there's like a pause between the different statements, but there's the shot is static and they Mm -hmm. don't move. And it's awful. And the backgrounds are atrocious. The pacing is off. That's Um, very strange. I, like I know I, it's 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 one of the few very lazy episodes of Picking the Brain. I must have forgotten it for a reason then, because like I watched them all recently, like like two maybe three years ago. I did the same thing you did. Yeah. Um, and like like I guess the the sense that I got about it is that Pinky and the Brain. So like there, it that's a show that was, it was not afraid of. Uh, so, like, f- first of all, its referential humor is minimal. Like, it, it uses well, minimal in a way, and very large in another way. Where, where it'll it'll have like a whole episode that will be a parody of something like The Third Man, you know, like like old like art house cinema or Broadway theater. 
Uh, mm. Like stuff that is extremely inaccessible to children, but I think the, the episode uh, I think does not that hinge. Specific, uh, third man episode a couple times already. Oh yeah, because that's isn't that wild? It is. <laughs> like, isn't it wild <laughs> that they did that? Like, but but yeah, like so they they, they uh like they're they're unafraid of like of like doing that with their so like it's minimal in the sense that uh it basically you basically have to have zero knowledge of the source material in order to understand the episodes the jokes or anything but the references are there and like a lot of people always talk about cartoons in this way where, where they say like oh yeah well they wanted the parents to have something to enjoy too and like i don't think that's a bad point but what i think it's more indicative of is that uh, these are cartoons that are being made <laughs> by like, uh, right. by like passionate artistic adults. And I think that Pinky and the Brain is such a great example of exactly I mean, that. It won an Emmy and for good yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like it, it's a show that like, I mean, I, I would argue that it does have a lot of like pop culture referential humor, but it's all usually done oh, yeah. in a and, way and, that and is political. And political. It's honestly, it's, oh my God. It, there are jokes about Rush Limbaugh. And, there are jokes about Bob Dole. And, yeah. <laughs> and like, um, they're, they're, like, it's great because like this episode where Pinky runs for president, that's actually one of the best episodes. Um, one of, and, one of my top five. And uh, it's great because in the polls, Bill Clinton's in the lead, then Pinky, then like, like freaking like, uh, what is like, what do you call them? Like the green party and all that kind of stuff. And at the very bottom, it's Bob Dole. And it's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, it's just like really, it's really amusing to me because like, because like I, that episode the one where Pinky runs for president would have been palatable and funny to me as a child, but it wasn't until I became an adult that I understood like that there are implications of it that are, actually very mature in political terms like yeah <laughs> i really enjoy it it's it's actually way really really good and smart about how politics works in this country and there are episodes that have emotional cores to them that actually really really work and yeah, one of them like is this episode yeah like the, this episode like not the I, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. Um, but like basically Pinky wins the presidency and uh immediately afterwards Brain says, Okay, now we're gonna have you uh go to Congress and like uh, basically enact martial law and all that kind of stuff to drive you know stuff like that. And, and he refuses to do it because of his constituency. <laughs> like his- well, well, not just his constituency though, but like his general like because like Brain throughout the campaign he was teaching Bra- Pinky about democracy mm. and how america works and all that kind of stuff uh and like what the the values of the country are and peaky actually holds on to them really hard and he actually becomes a genuinely good president like he, he, he defends <laughs> he defends democracy like it's like really it's like a very intelligent episode like there's there's a reason i there's a reason i talk about pinky and the brain as being my favorite cartoon ever uh it's and it's, i, I think it's, that Everyone should rewatch it. <laughs> it's 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 a genuinely great show yeah. that uh, like oh god, there's so, I I haven't even seen some of the most my favorite though. I will say that I'm actually shocked that some of the most memorable episodes I remember from the show uh, ended up being near the very beginning of the series, which I didn't even know. Uh, like I I didn't realize that the episode where br- the brain makes Pinky smart, and then it turns out that. The reason why all the brain's plans fail is because uh, the brain himself 
isn't very good at these kind of things, uh, and that Pinky is end up now actually genuinely intelligent, smarter than the brain every basically every way it now. Uh, that episode I thought would have been like third season. That was actually first season episode five or something like that, <laughs> which is like. Which 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 only which does make sense that it would be there because there is still the whole chunk of the show that existed as a segment on Animaniacs before this, but still it just seems kind of like really quick that it got to that episode. To be fair, like your your impression of that where all the uh, best episodes were at the front, didn't like as it went on, didn't they start like really executive mailing it to hell? No, no, no. Well, there was there was an unspoken fourth season called The Pinky and the Brain and Elmira. Yeah, that's yeah, no. that that, that oh. references it references how bad the show is in the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like okay, here's the, here's the thing about they actually do have Pinky and Brain and Elmira on Hulu as well, and I'm I'm tempted to see that after Pinky and the Brain maybe, if I feel like hurting maybe, myself, maybe, but. Uh, Maybe put that, like, in front of something that you actually want to see. Well, here's the thing. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure Peaking the Brain and Elmira happened, I think, like, from what I understand, it happened not as, like, the fourth season, but, like, as, like, an episode, that, a season that happened in between, like, season two and three or something like that. Because um, uh, it was supposed to be a spin-off show because there was an executive note saying that, uh, oh, you need to make another character uh, or you have to put all this kind of stuff to make like a more kind of thing to appeal to more eyes and then they need to pick in the brain. And it sucks so bad that they canceled it. And then when picking the brain basically came back, there was an episode that made fun of that concept, the idea that that executive note. Oh, is was, that the one with Larry? Yeah. Picking the brain and Larry, which is like entirely making fun of the idea of adding in a character like in the middle of the series that adds absolutely nothing to the entire plot just here's, for marketing reasons. Here's, here's my great. question. If they, if they need another, character why don't they just add in george wants eating beans <laughs> <laughs> oh god see but- i feel like i feel like my love for pinky and the brain is similar to my love for the simpsons because i like them for kind of the same reasons i mean i i could definitely see that like uh pinky and the brain and the simpsons live in the same sort of like satirical area of like uh but even though it's like basically uh a lot like well pinky brain is obviously a lot more sin- surreal and a lot less sincere even though it does have moments of sincerity well, yeah no, it, yeah it, it has it has but but yeah like like pinky in the brain is wackier it is it was an animaniacs uh clip segment but uh well, it you know it, it does have it does have moments of of pathos and they're very good so I, I don't I don't want to talk too much longer because I feel like we're going a little long. But yeah, um, yeah, that's but, fine. I could I could but, I could but, have a whole podcast about this. But yeah, no, honestly, I, I feel like I could too. So spin off. Uh, but no, like uh, my my own the last thing I just really want to bring up is that uh, I'm shocked by how much I freaking adore Pinky. Uh, he is honestly rocketed up my charts as one of my favorite uh, animated characters of all time. He is he's, so. Good. He is so well written. He's my. He's yeah. He's just. He's He's so well written. Favorite cartoon character. Period. He he is. I could see that. Like he is up there with that for me now because it's like he is just one of the most smartly written characters uh, in animation. Honestly, it really does feel that way. Uh, and it's like you'll be pleased to hear. I met Rob Paulson at Salt Lake Comic Con a couple years ago, and you'll be pleased to know that he is like. 
maybe even more <laughs> emotionally <laughs> intelligent than Pinky. Like, <laughs> he's no. just like a very, yeah, like he's like a very, I, I don't, I don't want to go into it like in great detail because it's gone a little long, like you said, but yeah, that's. He got brilliant brain. Yeah. So. <laughs> God, no, no. Um, God, though, Kim, oh man. I'm debating sharing my tweet that I made the other day that I'm actually way too f***ing proud of. <laughs> uh, or we could make people find them. That's true. Um, it's up to it's you. My, it's, 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 it's my... It's my uh, you can have the uh, uh, show Twitter pond- reblog them. Yeah, that's true. But my <laughs> pondering... I'm pondering uh, joke. I don't know if you saw that tweet. Anyways, I'll just I'll I'll just retweet it because <laughs> I don't think I could ju- do I could though if I could get Rob Paulson to say this as Pinky I would freaking die, um, but anyways, so we are going back to the actual podcast that we do, which is that we watch uh, cartoons that are either public public domain or easily accessible, and uh, yeah, we basically just. Got a big list of them. We got a DVD collection of them, and we're gonna watch them and see what they got in store for us. Maybe they'll be good. Maybe they'd be bad. There's a good chance it could be either one of these things. So, or maybe they're uh, just weird and in the middle of the road. Maybe they're a Chevrolet commercial that stars a gnome. Who knows? <laughs> um, I still can't believe that that's a thing. <laughs> um, maybe it's going to be a puppet show because it's not an actual cartoon because it's for some reason it's on this collection. But, anyways. Uh, so sit back, relax as I pull up. Not if you're driving. <laughs> if you're listening to this while driving, do not relax. <laughs> I want you to be tense. <laughs> I want you to be alert. It's very constant. important that you pay attention to the road. <laughs> no, it's okay. Just let Jesus take the wheel while you listen to Animal Man. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's go to the list. Drum roll, if you please. Oh my fucking god, are you serious? What is it? Howdy doody. No, we're getting another Nicky Gnome cartoon. I think it's the only other one on this collection. <laughs> wow. Amazing. <laughs> Princess right. and the Popper. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready too. Oh, uh, let's see what they're showing now. I like Nicky Gnome when he was wasn't racist. KKK Productions proudly presents. Yeah, so America, so Chevrolet, American Cars. And this is by far the most American and cartoon we've seen so far. <laughs> because it is it is deeply racist. Yeah, this is this is the most this is far and away, without a doubt, the most racist thing we've watched on our show so far. Yeah. So, oh, we, God. And we I feel like we talk about racism. I probably I we've probably talked about it every episode. Because it's been prevalent every well, episode and it's never been more prevalent than right now. <laughs> I mean, like, like, okay, so before it was like, okay, you, 
for you is like, okay, there could be some possible version of this where it could be not necessarily racist. The closest, I would say, like the hardest we came to, uh, at least recently, was uh, Popeye, or not Popeye, but Bluto having blackface in a Popeye cartoon for yeah, like a which, split second. Which, we, we, which is even unconfirmed. This is definitely, definitely caricaturization. And so like this, yeah. this cartoon is kind of in the vein of like uh, a 1001 nights, like, you know, like the old like Arabian nights, Middle Eastern folk tales. Uh, and it's, uh, well, it's I mean, like, that's, it's that's what I think they were trying to capture. I think they were trying to invoke that. Um, it's called princess and the popper. And I was like, okay, so this is going to be going for like a medieval snow white kind of thing or whatever, but no, uh, it, it, yeah, is, it actually is very little to do with the prince and the pauper. Yeah. <laughs> the story, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's basically the story is there's a princess who is getting a bunch of suitors. Uh, and then there's one evil suitor who's a wizard who was really rich, but then there's this pure white boy who wants to marry this pure white princess. Oh no. Uh, but he's poor and doesn't have anything. Oh no, um, guys, this sounds a bit like Len. Well, yeah, like that's that. And that's what I made reference to with the uh, 1001 nights, which was, uh, what the story of Aladdin was from. Oh, is it was very, but, but the thing is, uh, while Aladdin definitely whitewashed a lot of things, I'm not, and I'm not Aladdin. Yeah, I'm not saying and, that this is on the Aladdin's on the level of this because, good god. Yeah, and yeah, well, I mean, like, while Aladdin was voiced by a white person, at least Aladdin wasn't white. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, he was he was kind of coated white, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay, but he was. He was yeah, yeah, no, like, I, get, I get, I get what you're saying. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like Im- implicitly white, and I, I guess like I don't know, like they, they definitely did give the protagonist and the and the princess the the lightest colored skin, um, mm. uh, but th- like all of the other characters, like they're just they're kind just of like very, these... they're very grotesque caricaturizations of uh, yeah, they're, oh they're my god, the they're, they yeah. are like hook nosed. A really dark skinned scraggly like mono brows, scraggly, like ugly teeth, and then like the main wizard guy's always chomping on a cigar. And he has like and... the reddest, hugest lips. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. He does have really red, huge lips. Oh god. Uh and it's like basically it's it like here's the thing. Even if this wasn't incredibly racist it still would suck because this cartoon just is so oh yeah no it's bad which which sucks because we liked the last one the last nicky gnome cartoon uh which by the way you're not gonna you're not gonna hear from nicky gnome again because that's the last one in this collection um you you know maybe that's a good thing yeah no (laughs) i feel i feel i feel a lot better about that now that we have watched this one (laughs) yeah um it does it's suffer just, it, from the same uh, kind of glaring uh, aspect of it, where it ends with them being saved by a Chevrolet vehicle. Here it makes a bit um, yeah. more sense, because the Chevy sort of gets built up. Yeah. So Like, okay, so so here's the thing. Like, uh, basic plots, uh, the, uh, the uh, little kid, the poor white boy... 
Uh, he gets kicked out because he doesn't have any jewels to offer to the uh, the uh, emperor or whatever, the sultan. And I don't know what they call him. Um, they and, call, him, they call but, him the king in the cartoon. Okay, the king, um, fine. Yeah. Um, but, 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 like, okay, so he's kicked out. And then all of a sudden he holds his hand out and then a red bubble of blood just pops into his hand. And Deu, out comes Nicky Deus Gnome. appears. <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, like he makes a red, uh, like a, a flying carpet that takes him to a place where jewels literally grow on trees. And, yeah, a, uh, a cave it, full of jewels that he takes back with him on a flying carpet. Yeah, yeah. and like, okay, like here's the thing. Um, the one thing you got to understand about this cartoon is that you could tell that there was like some sort of notes that were happening or maybe it was like one of their first cartoons and you know what the f*** they were doing. Which, In fact, I think this was their first one that they did um, because they don't know how to tell a story because they have a narrator that's telling exactly what is happening on the screen at all times instead of just letting the story tell itself because it's not exactly a complex plot. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people can infer exactly what is happening without having this narrator who comes in and says the exact same thing that you're seeing on the screen. And this narrator... It is 100%... It's, it's 100% tell, don't show. Or actually, it's tell and show. That's what it is. And this, uh, and- this, uh, this narrator is the most, like, contemporary colloquial motherfucker <laughs> for the 40s. He says something like, uh, it's always darkest before like, the, before the milk, uh, before the milk crate comes out. Yeah. And it's like, what the f*** are you talking about? Is that a, really a saying? Like, was that supposed to be a joke? Like it was, uh, that, that's he was probably, that was probably a, uh, that was probably a saying back then. Cause you know, you had the milkman, he delivered milk in the dawn. I guess. Well, but, and, and it's, it's, it might be, it sounds like a derivative of it's always darkest before dawn. Yeah. You know, like I, I think that's that, why I was, yeah. So it, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It's like that. That might that might just be a product of it being from such a long time ago. But 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 okay. So the wizard finds out about this through his magic ball, mm-hmm. uh, his magic ball, and then like he gets super like anxious and scared. And what happens is that he calls his uh, black servants, who are giant lipped. Like they look like something out of like the story of OJ. Yeah, they're they're uh, like is, uh, they're kind of they're kind of blackface ish caricatures. Wait, the um, what? No, no, no. That's one hundred. Uh, what? I mean, their their features are emphasized in the same way that blackface would. Well, I mean, that literally is what blackface was when it yeah. wasn't like a actual like person pretending to be black. It was like the caricature of that um, kind of thing. Big lipped, slouch, kind of monkey ish. Uh, and they are clearly supposed to be people, so just just can't even try to pretend. Just picture like the monkeys. the worst, the worst, uh, the worst uh, propaganda the uh, anti-miscegenation people could put out. And I, I feel like I feel like we've mostly covered the the fact that this cartoon caricaturizes a lot. Yeah, but um, I, I was I, I was I was just shocked because yeah. that this was the first one where it was a blatant black caricature in the sense that this like of what I was afraid of always seeing in these cartoons. Oh yeah. It's the yeah. first of this specific type of black caricature that really sucks. I hate yeah. seeing it there. And I'm it it's is like, a and shame. like Yeah. But, you know. We were we were in full f- cringe mode during this. Yeah. But so um they he flies like, a but, 
buzzard, I think, or something. Yeah, right? yeah, like, buzzard, giant buzzard. Yeah, which uh, it, they kind of like in the last Nicky Gnome cartoon, they had birds that were kind of uh, they were kind of supposed to be airplane metaphors, and it's the same thing. Or the buzzard is like that's an their that's their thing going on. Yeah, like I, I guess the really the thing that actually does suck about this cartoon being so racist is that it is well animated. Like the the uh, the movement, uh, the movements of the characters are all very um, expressive and and it's you know like it's it's interesting from a uh, from sort of a, a compositional perspective. Uh, you know, so like, so like, I, I really wish that I had it in me to like this cartoon, but I don't, uh, you know, so he, well, be- the th- hmm? okay. So basically just the whole thing is that, uh, more and more he gets, the kid gets attacked, the, yeah. the, he gets more and more, like more and more, the Nicky Gnome make builds around him. Like he makes like a shield around him and a chest or chest to hold all of his jewels and like eventually, oh well, he's he's gliding against these clouds that are making it really bumpy. So he's gonna summon a bunch of snakes into freaking springs to make them shock absorbers, and then, uh, then like they have skis for some reason that turn into wheels, and then it turns into a car basically. After yeah, that. it's really funny because Cirque, Cirque called it like way ahead of time, <laughs> like when they were flying. Well, no, I was, I was I was I was I was legitimately shocked that he was like, oh my god, he actually guessed it. Yeah, Holy like Cirque, 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 like as like as they were flying out, Cirque was like, oh. Oh, the the flying the flying carpet is going to turn into a Chevy, and he was right. <laughs> like it did slowly. Like, and, uh, well, I I would have never guessed that, but okay, sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I think, I think we knew there was going to be a Chevy vehicle at some point, but I I was yeah, yeah uh, surprising clairvoyance from Cirque this Thank time. You. You're welcome. And so they the- are flying back. Um, what happens to the guy again? I don't even remember. Uh, he gets hit by the Chevrolet. His buzzard like loses all of his feathers, and then he gets sucked into a bell tower. Oh yeah, that's right. Into, but, and then when he's in the bell tower, like it's like magic bells or something, and they punch and kick him and bite him, and it's it's really fucking weird. I don't get it. Yeah, they're sure. they're just they're just suddenly anthropomorphized, which I'm sure was their intention. And then uh, uh, they lived happily ever after. I guess. It's the moral ends with of the a story. zoom in on the Chevy, you know, like they they say in this that the moral of the story is you can marry anyone if you know the right people, aka buy like, a Chevy like, and you'll get sex. Yeah, like it's it's such a, like the the line where he says what the moral of the story is feels like so thrown together too. <laughs> Whereas like, the moral of the story is that no matter what, you can be loved if you're wealthy. And fortunate, and it's like, oh, <laughs> great! <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> thank you. This was a terrible uh, cartoon, and I wanted to die. I want it yeah. to be forgotten. Yeah. Let's just let's just let's just Nikki Nome be known for the one good pirate cartoon, and that's it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I think that's God. all and I it, have to say about this. Well, it sucks because it's like I know that there are also apparently Nikki Nome cartoons that are like. Uh, that are like Cinderella and stuff like that. And it's like, out of like, okay, were they just hard to find or something? Because like, 
out of all of the uh, Nicky Gnome cartoons, I understand getting the pirate one, but why get the really racist one on this collection? This this collection that's clearly trying to avoid any controversial kind of like looking well, stuff. I would like, have said they, I would have said that, they were clearly doing that two weeks ago. <laughs> no, I yeah, think- I mean, well. I mean, they cut out that whole scene in the Betty Boop cartoon that had, like, the black face in it. Yeah, it's true, but we don't know that they're the ones who did that. <laughs> you know, That is fair. Yeah, so I guess we'll just have to find out, like, as we go through this collection. Like, we've we've burned through quite a bit of it, actually. So we, we've watched probably one-tenth of the cartoons on it, right? Because it's 600 cartoons, and this is the 20th episode. So at the end of this episode, we'll have watched... No, no, because we had the Homestar Runner episode, and... We had the Halloween yeah, I mean, special. Okay, so we're we're closer yeah. to fifty out of six hundred. Soon, um, soon, yeah, soon. So I don't know. We'll, right. we'll find out. We've got a lot. We got a All lot right. of ground to cover. So, with that, let us return to this drum roll. Give me more pain. Feed me more. Huh. Okay. Uh, we have another cartoon f- that's got no, like, big name attached to it as far as I can tell. Oh, those ones make uh, me excited. Uh, it is Nursery Scandal. Nursery Scandal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> A lifetime original. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a title. All right. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so this is this is of the distribution of like rubber hoses, uh, rubber hose ish cartoons uh, that are mostly characters dancing to a song. Uh, the theme in this mm-hmm. one is Mother Goose's fairy tales, and I feel like so much, so much, like so many like small things happen in this that it would be kind of difficult to cover all of them because I don't remember them all. But it's essentially the concept is. Uh, so first of all, it begins with gnomes. So we're two for two in terms of gnomes. <laughs> it, it, it starts with it stars Coily's army of darkness as they <laughs> approach the book of nursery rhymes of Mother Goose, summoned yeah, if, by the sun. If uh, if we if the third cartoon we watch has gnomes in it, then we're going to have to add a uh, like a, a casino noise. <laughs> Uh, and a bunch of coins will will come out of your phone or laptop I, or whatever. I thought I thought you were about to say we're gonna have to go to hell because I agree. Oh, and we will. <laughs> but uh, this cartoon. So uh, the gnomes kind of gather around a, a Mother Goose's fairy tales book, and Mother Goose and her goose crawl out of it, and she gets on the goose. And they fly away until they land, and Mother Goose starts g- getting jiggy with the scarecrow that she is in love with. She's, she's and the goose is and, stuff. and the goose is full on kink shaming, and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the goose. <laughs> yeah. Well, like <laughs> that, that the, the, can't the be goose. comfortable, can it? Like, I mean, you're kissing straw. I mean, the, the 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 plot, in big quotation marks, the plot, 
is that uh, Mother Goose being in love with the Scarecrow is apparently scandalous. That's why it's called Nursery Scandal. And like the only some of the few only lines in the actual short are a crow like asking how long this has been going on to the goose and the goose getting really pissy about it. And then like, that's about it really. Like that's, that's all it really is in terms of like eventually like uh, there's the, a, the, the, the rest of the rest of the dialogue is in the form of a song. So yeah. Yeah. The plot is extremely minimal. Like, yeah. like they only have like a few shots of like some like woodland animals gossiping and the crow well, sp- and the goose talking and that's about Basically, specifically yeah. characters from nursery rhymes uh mm-hmm. appear in this cartoon and uh and like i i don't think it's important for it to have a plot per se because i feel like entertainment at the time was not really all about that yet that's um you know, they were in the but, Great Fucking Depression. They needed some yeah, dancing flowers, as yeah, Gonzalez would say. <laughs> not, not, that, not, not to say that I think it's a great cartoon, because I don't. But, no. uh, uh, but yeah, like the. I don't know. Like, what. To what be fair, it's a step up, and that's, there's that. Yeah, like, there's. Like, I, I don't remember the order everything happens in, but, you know, like, it has scenes with, like,. All right, so let's let's start with it begins with a very jarring scene of the moon coming over the horizon and the moon has a face and then it goes in front of the horizon What's the moon <laughs> to the door sorry? with all the gnomes and it looks very weird. <laughs> like it's, uh, <laughs> it's like a very You um, both started freaking out when that happens. Yeah, it was very well, it was very strange well, looking. I mean, when the moon comes out and he then like moon comes out really quickly and then has a face and I was like, oh, okay. And then it got closer and I was like, oh God. Well, what like, the- like that's, that's the thing is the moon gets closer, but it doesn't get larger. So it's like breaking the rules of perspective. Look, <laughs> yeah. It's, so like, look, you, you people just need to realize what I've realized and you just recognize that it's the larval form of Mac tonight and everything will be okay. There you go. <laughs> and we'll grow up to be a healthy Mac tonight. Um, so, uh, so yeah, all of, all of Mother Goose's characters are like coming out and, and having a party and there's, there's a scene that has like a straight up full on naked, uh, pixie who's dancing on top of the book oh, and God, all the yes. gnomes are clapping and then the pixie now. inexplicably fades out of existence. Um, and they've got the cow jumping over the moon and the dish running off with the spoon. I do do like that when Jack and Jill came out of the book, uh, they came out in pairs and then they were going off the top of the book and they were coming down and then they fell and they tumbled. And And then Jack died. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Because that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, But yeah, like that's, that's kind of the conceit of this is that mother goose is, uh, is having a scandalous relationship with a scarecrow and all of her characters are just interrupted. taking the piss out on her and having a good time. She's sitting down, then, she's trying to kiss him and stuff. Yeah. Like, she, she's Being an old lady. Portentious. She doesn't have very long. She can f*** whoever she wants. Who cares if it's a scarecrow? Yeah, no, for real, care. like I'm not I'm not actually all that bothered by it as much as I as much as I play it up for laughs. Like it's it's just um it's just weird know. and random. Like it, it it'd be more interesting if it was like, I don't know. 
old King Cole or something like that that she was like in a relationship or like another storybook character like why a scarecrow well probably <laughs> probably a scarecrow because um there's some more fun motion animationy things you can do with a scarecrow uh, right you know which they utilize they they make the they give the scarecrow sort of ragdoll dancey type movements and that's great uh and it mm-hmm. ends with uh all of the mother goose characters uh kink shaming her and then she chases them back into the book and then the goose tries to get back in and she strangles it and it just cuts to the end over the goose gang screaming as it's getting strangled and and the music doesn't fade out it just stops <laughs> <laughs> um as if, That's as great. if they pressed pause. <laughs> so and I, I, we ran out of animation it, budget. And as, as people who have listened to this podcast knows before, like whenever there's an, a cartoon that, like not all the time, but a lot of times when there's a cartoon that really isn't like a name brand kind of cartoon, uh, I try to see like if there's a director or something like that uh, that's interesting. And honestly. All I could find were like very basic IMD pages of these two dudes that directed this. Uh, one of them said that they were a cameraman for like two years and that's it. That was the only trivia that they had. And the only other thing I could find other than like a link to this cartoon on YouTube was a article from ABC News about a nursery school scandal about how like the links of like what some parents do to get to a really fancy their kids into a really fancy nursery school. That's all I could find. <laughs> Wow, relevant. <laughs> um, wait, oh, I hope that hmm, I hope that means we'll be able to find something for the show notes. We'll see. Oh uh, no, no, I found the YouTube links. That was like oh, one of great. the first things I found. Hey, guess what? I have a solution to that. Excellent. Yeah, uh, so we'll talk yes. about that later. Um. Yeah. So, what else do we want to say about this cartoon? Um. It was okay. Yeah, we didn't, talk, we didn't talk about it for very uh, long, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, like it's it's just not that interesting. It's, it's <laughs> one of those cartoons that relies on sight gags a lot. I think yeah. it's kind of cute that Mother Goose was in love with someone. That's something you don't see too often. But, yeah, and yeah. I actually, I don't care that it was a scarecrow, just to be clear. <laughs> like, it's yeah. fine. Um, I care. And I, I, liked, I liked the caricaturization of the goose. I like that he was grumpy. Um, yes, a grumpy goose is basically just... I, I like I like I like that there is like a grumpy no, goose guys, and wait, like a happy a old lady is like a dynamic. What? That's a pun. Grumpy goose. Grumpy goose. Yeah, that's a pun. Grumpy, uh, grumpy Gus. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. As yeah, that might be that might be true. Might be a or visual maybe just pun. that geese. Or maybe that geeses are just assholes. Yeah. Well, that's, I, that's I true. Think, I think that is just, I think the goose is just supposed to be the foil to mother goose, you know? Yeah. And I like, I like that. I like that they did that. Cause where's when, my it, when gritty, where, where's my gritty mother goose, like ABC show where the goose is like a snarky sidekick or something. Oh, I guess the brothers Grimm wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> did that have mother goose and a snarky goose in it? No, it's just fairy then, tales no, no, are, it isn't good enough then it's definitely then it, not was good it enough was then. it not cautionary enough <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm not saying uh, i want it to be good i just want it yeah, to no, exist I guess that's true no that would be that would be fun let's let's get let's get a gritty let's get a, a gritty version of uh one episode's one episode's Jack a murder mis- oh yeah one, one versus a uh one episode is a very uh gritty mi- murder mystery about humpty dumpty 
<laughs> yeah. Um uh yeah, and all the city and all the all the city's corners and all the city's men could never put Humpty Dumpty back <laughs> together again because they couldn't figure out where they put his large intestines. <laughs> You're uh, not leaving so, until you tell us the location of the dish and the spoon. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yep. So let's <laughs> now that we're done pitching shows for the new fall season, uh, <laughs> let's go back. To the list. Drum roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. We are going to watch another Gumby cartoon. Oh boy, we oh. haven't had one of those since uh, the third episode, I think. I think. Did yeah, we have wow. one in the first one? We had one in the first one. We had so we watched Robot Rump, and then we watched uh, <laughs> then we watched um, uh, the, the, Black the Black Knight, Knight and that was that was only the second or third episode. So it's been it's been at least uh, seventeen, eighteen, um, almost a year, I think, since we watched one. Turns, yep. So this will be fun. And now we're gonna watch Gumby crosses the Delaware. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sure. I hope sure there's gnomes in it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So I think Gumby f***ed up history here. <laughs> yeah, it's vaguely unstuck in time, this one. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't... Okay, so... <clears throat> I, as uh, as they were going through this, I was just expecting Gumby's accent to slowly get more and more British until he's full on Cockney by the end. Yeah, because <laughs> basically, like, okay, so Gumby is weird. I don't know if you know this. Uh, it's basically because basically, like, okay, the okay, the premise is this: Gumby is i guess a cop <laughs> i don't know um and he's out and about and then pokey tells him to come over because apparently some uh freeloading mo- beatnik is trying to get a meal from him yeah a freeloading beatnik is trying to get a meal from him he heads over to it uh to the burger stand and it is one someone in George Washington's army who uh, uh, apparently, like, like and Pokey doesn't recognize it, and he gets mad because apparently he's... Apparently in this version, Pokey is both uh, a Reaganite and also a... Uh, also, like, very, very quickly willing to shift sides, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, basically, like... Uh, because so what happens is that like this person, George Washington's army is wanting a bunch of burgers for free to help feed his army. And that's where the weirdness begins, because they don't ever explain why all of a sudden there's like there's a portal to the 19th, uh, the 1700s just over there. And just because whoever owns Gumby buy a bunch of uh, revolutionary war action figures or something. 
Yeah, something like that. Like it's because, it, you know, the whole premise is that Gumby is part of a toy box and all that stuff. So, of course, he's going to see different things. And that's it's 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 less weird when it's them going to medieval times, because there's a there's a whole lot like there's been a history of like toys of knights and princesses and all that kind of stuff and dragons. I, I've really never heard of revolutionary toys before or like regionally war toys or anything like that, unless you talk about like model kits or something, but like, um, but apparently look, 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 look. I have a theory now. I have a theory. We know that Pokey has weird Reaganite beliefs in this. This is an alternate Gumby owned by like Alex Jones's kids or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh Lord. That, that, yeah, that, that makes sense actually. Um, so the thing that's wild to me about this is that like Pokey keeps like he, he, I think at least twice he mentions like, like, well, I guess this is the least I can do for the father of our nation. And it's like, he's not that yet though. (laughs) He's not even in office. They passed the Delaware in 1776. Like he's just a general. That's all he is. Yeah. Like (laughs) You know, so, uh, so yeah, that, that's the one funny no, thing. When it, reality it, like, becomes it, unstacked, we'll all live like Gumby. <laughs> I mean, like the the whole premise is basically just that. Okay, so these they're gonna help out with the Revolutionary War efforts. Okay, because Gumby has a radio, and George mm-hmm. Washington's like, "What's a radio?" And they have like a big scientific explanation of what a fucking radio is. It's, it's like, a, a okay. walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so. Um, so Gumby makes Pokey cross the Delaware Frogger style, uh, yeah, by jumping. Gum, Gum, Gumby doesn't even cross the Delaware. Fucking, fucking Pokey does. Mm-hmm. And like, he's going over the, like the ice flows, just hopping around, basically peer pressured by Gumby to go across it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like the dumbest, like it basically he's just trying to get Pokey killed, which honestly, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, Gumby, just... Gumby is an absolute fuck up in this cartoon. Uh, <laughs> he is. Like, he's the worst. Pokey because, too, honestly, because as soon as he gets over the river, he's like, oh, there's some German soldiers here. Let me go ask them directions. Oh, yeah. you're the Hessians that George Washington was talking about. Okay, I guess I'll go with you to your general now. Yeah, I was, so he's, I was he's captured. Sorry, you go. I was just, I, I was deeply confused for a little bit because of, uh, like, because they keep talking about the Hessians a lot in this cartoon. And I guess, I don't know, I, I haven't had, I haven't studied the Revolutionary War in, like, years. So I can explain I have this. no idea what they're talking about. Well, I know what it is now. They're, like, the, they're, like, mercenaries hired by the British Army. Yeah. I get that. But, uh, like, it was, I was just confused. I was like, why aren't they talking about the British and all that kind of stuff? Like, and then, you know, I assumed it was something like that, but I didn't know if it was, like, a case of, like, mercenaries or if that was just that they called the British soldiers or like a certain type of British soldier. I don't know. I was an idiot. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so Pokey gets captured and then like when he gets captured, Gumby starts loudly talking about the plans. (laughs) Like, like, like in, in, into the radio, like, like while, so like, it's just like this scene of, of like dialogue of, of Gumby, like basically ruining everything uh, while Pokey well, is well, in. Like the, the, the only thing I want to bring up is just that uh, the reason why they t- 
take Pokey is because he's a talking horse. And, uh... I mean, isn't that then, a good enough reason? Well, yeah, yeah but... <laughs> I mean, sure. If I knew a talking horse, I'd want him to be my friend. But you know, uh, but that's, still, that's like, not I'm, what they want. <laughs> but yeah, well, well, yeah. But I'm just saying that, like, uh, uh. So then, like, they, I think they have a scene where they try to say, that, like, the, the the general doesn't believe the soldiers because uh, he's just got a box on his neck that makes him talk or something or like, uh. But then, yeah, that's when Gumby starts going <laughs> with the just talking about the ex- an exact precise detail of what the plans are, which would be funny if it was like delivered a little bit better, maybe. Um, well, Pokey straight tries to shush him and then he just keeps going. Yeah, but it's just it's so slowly paced and there's not enough like stuff to make it like uh, more ironic that. Gumby is saying this stuff. Otherwise, it's just like, what the f*** are you doing, Gumby? What was his idea in the begin with? The only with reason Tor- that uh, George Washington doesn't get no-scoped in this is, like you said, the yeah, he doesn't take him seriously. Well, yeah, like, like literally the only reason why they did not believe uh, the plans of that they that were being pushed out of this box is because it was coming from the talking horse and who believes that nonsense, I guess, even though it's very detailed plans of what our enemy are doing. And we don't even, even remotely think about the possible possibility that that being like, even like not even having a couple guards on hand to see if that's what's up or anything like that. No, we're just going to dismiss it. Cause talking horse, I guess, but yeah, just like, I don't know. It's just, and then the cartoon just sort of ends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and like with the joke of maybe you should keep a British flag in your uh, hamburger stand next time if if you're gonna help them like that again, Gumby. Well, I mean, like, well, no, no, no. The joke is that like it was basically a variant of what you were talking about. How Brit- like or basically. Uh, Pokey was worried that he was going to have to like carry a British flag from now on at the hamburger stand because how much Gumby messed up this whole situation. But then apparently it didn't really matter in the end. So who cares? Because apparently like because like George Washington and all their army just come in and kill them anyways. So, OK, sure. So I something I noticed about this one specifically is that uh so the the quality of the clay models and of the animation was a lot better than the uh, oh than the yes. others and uh, and I uh, just out of curiosity I decided to Google like what the time difference was between those and it's ten years huh. oh, between the Black Knight and uh, and this one we just watched uh, like I guess this was in the revival series of Gumby which by the uh, way yeah. like I scrolled through like the whole Wikipedia page uh, about Gumby to find that information, just to compare those dates. And I'm really impressed that uh, for like 30 years or something, ev- almost every single episode with very few exceptions of, of every single one of the three Gumby series had the same writer slash director. It was all art cloaky, huh. uh, huh. which is incredible. And the other thing I learned uh, is that uh, I think Gumby, it's saying, uh, first appeared on... No, I guess... Let's see. 
Oh yeah, Gumby and Pokey both appeared for the first time on the Howdy Doody show, which oh. maybe explains a little bit about why it's in this collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, yes, this is basically the Howdy Doody collection, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, like, and also in that time period, Gumby grew very luscious lips. <laughs> Yeah, and George Washington's lips are right up near his nose. <laughs> also, like, he has teeth now. It's weird. Very strangely close to his nose. And, and small. He's very, very small mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. I don't know. It's it's uh, it was a weird cartoon. I wouldn't necessarily say bad because there are things that I thought were funny. And uh, at least I like the concepts in it. Uh, it just oh, was this is a really. It's, it's it's a bonkers premise. Yeah. It's yeah, it just it just sort of came and went really quickly and didn't do too much with what the stuff it was trying to establish. At least when the stuff they did, it was like really quick and it just didn't really flow well. But I appreciate the effort. Yeah. So it's if if you are tempted to watch this Gumby cartoon, then the reason you would do it is because it's OK. Claymation. Um, mm. It's not. It's definitely, definitely not the the best stop motion we've had on the show by a oh, country no. mile. <laughs> that's that's um, all right. No. That's right. Those, yeah, those are the Harryhausen ones. This one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call it great animation. Just okay, you know. Like it's 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 pretty, um, you know, it's it's on par <laughs> with claymation. I would say. Uh, so I don't know. I don't. I don't have a whole lot to talk about with this one, to be honest. It's, Guys, you know, pretty Gnome, gnome, lemon. Yeah, <laughs> no, there was no gnome in this one. Sorry, you didn't win the oh, jackpot, no. listener. Um, yeah, well, we got three kind of bad cartoons in a row. <laughs> kind of bad. Yeah. I, I'd say the first one's just plain bad. The first one is terrible. The second yeah, one first... is, oh, it's, mm. it's 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 a maybe a five out of ten. I don't know. Like I don't I don't like rating stuff in that way. But you get it. What I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's middle of the road, forgettable. And then this is a Gumby cartoon, and you know exactly what that means. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not for us. I think Gumby. I think Gumby is. Like, I hate describing stuff as being for kids most of the time, but, like, you get what I'm saying. Is I, I think it's made with it's, childish it's, sensibilities in mind, and uh, I don't, I don't it, relate it's, to it. It's, 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 an, it's what adults think that kids like to see. And that was basically what Gumpy is. <laughs> they, were, they were right in my case. I was all about Oh, no, 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 yeah, Gumby yeah. when I was a sure. kid. Sure. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, I, I was huge on Gumpy as a kid, and there's... I, I know there's good Gumby stuff out there. I know there is Gumby. I just, I don't think I've seen it yet on this collection. I just. Nope. You know. not, none of the Gumby stuff we've watched on this collection has been great. Nah. But, you know, say la vie. Uh, so, yeah, that was the, that was the actual cartoon bits. Uh, so let's move on to the prompts. So uh, every week we pose a question to our audience uh regarding various different things about cartoons and they either respond to us through email or uh through our twitter uh feed where we uh, post the question and they people reply it and our twitter is at toontown public and our email is toontown public works at gmail.com um 
So our prompt for this week was, uh, what is your favorite cartoon theme song? And, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty broad question, but, you know, I felt like we kind of had a lot of, uh, really, really complex questions recently. And I feel like we kind of need to have a little bit of an easy one. this Yeah. Time. And, and I this think, w- <laughs> I think this is the first time we've actually had a good question regarding music in cartoons. So that is true. I'm excited, yes. I'm excited to, to kind of dig into that a little bit. All right. So, uh, uh, what we got? Well, first off, we got an email from Mycroft, who has oh. replied to us in the past. Uh, Thank hi, you. Mycroft. Hello. Uh, so, Mycroft responded, for the music, I gotta go with Jason the Wheeled Warriors. It's just so 80s. Uh, and I they had, like, don't a- know what that is. <laughs> okay, so they have a whole explanation of this. Uh I, I say for this one, if it's not gonna take us too long, maybe we can maybe we can find clips online, like listen to maybe like a ten second blurb of it. Yeah, we could definitely do that. I think that's not too much trouble to ask. Wheeled warriors explode into battle. Lightning strikes. There's a power that comes from deep inside Basically, it looks like it was a, uh, a toy line, like one of those 80s cartoons with a toy line. And he really liked it because it's basically like the stereotype of an 80s cartoon. And that really tickles him. And uh, yeah, it seems pretty interesting from what I've seen here. I think absolutely includes some pictures of the toys, too. I was like, OK, cool. Uh, I might also include those in the show notes if possible. Um so yeah, thank you very much, Mycroft. Thanks, dude. Uh, up next we have a bunch of replies from Twitter, which I need to pull up right now because I need to be a professional podcaster. Let me just go ahead and make sure my phone doesn't freeze up a bit, so I can get this response from our audience. And this is going to be really good question answers. I'm I'm super enjoying this, by the way. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you're this letting is, me die out this here. This is quality content. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually scrolling through our group chat because I know that uh, I know that at least uh, Aki had an answer to this. Oh, okay. Well, if you could find that answer, then uh, yeah, bring it up. But I'm going to first go off with what Graphite Shores say, set, ugh, says, Graphite Shores says, Animaniacs, just because they like the way that they constantly change up the last word, which I think is actually pretty good. Uh, yes. Which, although it really sucks because in the uh, Nickelodeon release of Animaniacs, they always made it Nickelaney. Uh, like they didn't. Uh, well, not they, great. They. Yeah, that's that's a, that they always did. like. It's also they that also really annoyed me about like the uh, Pinky and Brain. Uh, Wait, did they did they change the theme song for every episode or just every season? Um, they didn't. So they, it wasn't neither. It was uh, some. They they had like several that they circulated through. Oh, okay, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, it well, is I really mean, like, cool. 
I mean, like, basically it was like, uh, they, they would go through the entire, uh, Animaniacs and then it goes, Animaniacs, totally insane or, or, and yeah, where they, well, and then the, the last line will, will always be something different, but they only had, they only had a handful of them that they kind of, they, they reused some of them. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Yeah. But they, but in the Nickelodeon one, they always had Nickelodeon. It was just Nickelodeon. Yeah. And, uh, and the, uh. And I always annoyed me in the picking your brain intro is that they uh they superimposed the Nick logo all over the place uh during this like the intro because it already got like that really busy like intro with all the, the words from like the with the lyrics of the song all over the place. Uh but then they also add in freaking the Nickelodeon logo over like the brain's brain in this like the thing of like the uh of like the X-ray that shows up or uh, like the coming up the Tesla coil or something. It's like you don't need to freaking do that, <laughs> honestly. It's so annoying. Um, yeah, the Animaniacs theme song. I actually, I actually had considered that one for my answer as well because it is a genuinely funny theme song, <laughs> and I, oh, yeah, I yeah. think it, I think it sets the tone very well. We're Animaniacs. Also, extremely catchy. <laughs> Oh, uh, sorry. You, okay, we're animaniacs. We got pay or play. Oh, wait, wait, pay or what was it? Pay or play contracts. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Some people think it's four, but it's or. The closed captioning was wrong when it said four. Whatever. It's a great theme song though. Um, Earth Digger writes in again and says, "Rescue Rangers. No cartoon theme back in the day got me more pumped up than this." And yes, that's actually a really, really good one. And it's uh, definitely one I knew way more than the original show. <laughs> yeah. I, I have something to discuss at the end of all these uh, all these prompts and stuff that I've been thinking about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If you want to talk about it now, you can. No, 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 no. I think, I think it's more effective if we keep going. Okay. All right. Well, uh, ch ch Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I like how we went from let's put a clip of the everyone's song to us just lazily singing and barely forgetting the words to all these theme songs. <laughs> we're, we're better than them. I'll just Fair sing right. the MMORPG version of it if you want. The what? Uh, the, there's a flash version. There's a flash animation of a hypothetical Chippendales MMORPG, and they change the lyrics. What? So uh, it's something like. Sometimes some crimes go slipping in the trash, but these two elite dudes are rapturing oh. your ass. There's no place to build or camp a spawn, <laughs> but you know what else is on Chip 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 and Dale's MMORPG. Uh, they that the I references the references in that did not age super well. Uh, yeah, no, no. Was that like old Newgrounds or something? Yes, it was. <laughs> How did I know? Right. <laughs> uh, I'm not finding. I'm not finding the response. So I must have made it all up in my head. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I'll just make it up for Aki. Uh, Aki's favorite theme song for a cartoon was the one for Free Willy. There you go. There you go. That <laughs> that is actually a really <laughs> funny one. It's so weird. It's like 
like a just soft put a little... rock. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Alex, Alex, Aki, whoever's doing this, uh, someone just put in a little small, like, one second clip of the three really good song, and that's it. Yep, that's choose your it. favorite one second. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. Uh, who else? <laughs> Jamunji one responded and said, "Hands down, my favorite opening to an animated show has to be the Teen Titans theme, which is That's a pretty good one. Very good. Yeah, it's a really good one. Teen that Titans. Was, it was Puffy Yumi who did that. I yep. think. Yes, Puff. Yes. I was trying to remember the. I, I was trying to remember the name of it, but I didn't want to get their name completely wrong. <laughs> Yeah, they they uh, kind of did a lot of stuff for Cartoon Network for a while, which is cool. Well, they had um, they actually had an animated show on Cartoon Network. Yeah, which I remember being kind of funny, but I don't remember all that well. So, <laughs> who knows? I I didn't really watch it because I wasn't really into Teen Titans, and I just I don't know. Yeah. You missed out. It was good. I know. Yeah. I know. I think I think it would have been better if you would have watched it when you were of the appropriate age, though. Right. So, That's the know. reason a lot of people like Cyborg. Yeah. So Fen is best uh, responded and oh, said, shit. "Hey, Fen. Hello. I don't know who that is. Hello. Uh, chipmunks go to the movies or mysterious cities of gold. I don't know which either one of those sound like to me." Oh, uh, I haven't I haven't watched Chipmunks Goes to the Movies since I was like like five, I think. I remember vividly though watching the VHS, the one that had uh Batmunk and I think like a God, I don't know. I remember the, oh, the Chipmunks yeah. thing. Yeah, the Chipmunks thing I the Chipmunks thing I ugh, I cannot speak. The Chipmunks theme I remember is the uh like the a the I want to say the late '80s or early '90s reboot, right? Um, the one the that was like right around the movie. Oh, here we come! Blah, 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 blah. I don't know the words. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. That's. Uh. I. I. The. The things that I vividly remembered were the Halloween special of that because <laughs> I had like a VHS that I watched of that over and over again. That was the uh, one where uh, Theodore started turning into a werewolf, right? No, uh, that one, that's actually a different thing. That's Alvin Chung meets the Wolfman. Uh, uh, the, the one I'm talking about is one where, uh, like it basically has a bunch of different nightmares of, uh, the different chipmunks. And the one that Theodore has is that he eats a lot and then he ends up eating up too much. Oh, and that's the other that's that's the oh. only one I can remember. Like so, like uh, so the thing about Alvin and the Chipmunks and music is it like it started as music, you know, like that the first yeah. Chipmunks, like the and and well, I feel was, like I feel like because because of that, um, like the the way that the series evolved over time, like they they always put a pretty strong emphasis on um like having very tight vocal harmonies and I really enjoy that actually. Uh, no, not as much when you're just getting modern pop hits uh, with <laughs> the voices um, kind of. Yeah, sped up. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, if you are interested, there is uh, something called Chipmunks on 16 Speed, I think it's called. Have you heard of this? 
This is oh, one of my favorite things. Down, right? Yeah, and it sounds like it sounds like muddy, like sludge metal music, and it's super <laughs> cool. Like, <laughs> like if if you're interested in hearing, like you j- just look up the the call me one by I'm, Blondie. I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm sad that Neil Cercikia's uh, Twitter uh, account uh, Tripmonks is dead. Because uh, basically uh, the computer that had the algorithm on it uh, basically died and oh. he didn't have any backups. So he, oh, it's no. dead. It's, the Twitter feed is completely dead, uh, which sucks because it was really great. It was just like a weird mishmash of different clips from the Owl and Shipmunk movies put together in really trippy ways. And it was like randomly generated and it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, but Lime Wah responded. And said, "It has, it has to be Jem. That baseline. Um, we are the misfits. Our songs are better. <laughs> we are the misfits, the misfits, and we're gonna get her. Uh, I actually, I actually really like that theme song. I think it's really fun. Would you say what? that it's truly outrageous? Yeah, truly, I, would. I would. I would say it's moderately outrageous. By the way, thanks, babe. Thank you." <laughs> Uh, DJ James, or, or is it D James? Yeah, because it's Dakota James. So D James responded and said, "Blue spree." Whoa, wow! I cannot speak myself. <laughs> hmm. Blue streak speeds by Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. What cartoon Too is that fast. for? This is for a- the naked. Uh- <laughs> Okay, this is the, the uh, this is the Sam version. Yeah, of Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic Saturday Saturday morning Sonic cartoon. Blue streak speeds by Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. <laughs> too ha- too I fast for one. the naked. Uh, I, yeah, I take it's it that you haven't seen this one. <laughs> no, I have. I've seen only a couple episodes. Was uh, that, did that one? Sorry, I, I know this isn't music related, so I'll just be fast. But like, was that was that one? Julia White was he Sonic in that one? Yeah, yeah it was. Okay, all right. Julia well, White's up uh, there until like Sonic Underground ends. All right, cool. All right. Uh, so then, our next response is from Declan McCarthy, who responds with Mega XLR had yeah. a rad theme song. I still sing it with my gal pal on long car rides. I do remember that one. That that person knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. I just remember chicks dig giant robots was the line. Yep. Like kind of the hook of that song. Mm. Uh, I'll be honest. I really don't know much about that cartoon at all. It was fun. Yeah, I heard. I've heard it is. It was. It's just. It was also during the area. Like I had a long period where I just would not watch cartoons that had any sort of semblance of action in it. Made by the yeah. same people that uh, did Metalocalypse. Oh, okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a cult classic. All right. So Graffin Blackpaw responded. Uh, hi, Graffin. And they said, "Oh gosh, just pick anything by Shuki Levy." But I have to choose one. I will go with, <laughs> with Jason the Wheeled Warriors. It's a very hair metal, but gosh, it brings so much emotion to me. Okay, we have to listen to this now. Uh, two people have two, two people have mentioned it. We have to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, 
And apparently in the past, they've actually mentioned this to us before. <laughs> so uh, they actually came up with a second response. Uh, uh, Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. Uh, but uh, the the second response, just in case the, the, they didn't want to repeating, was uh, uh, the second favorite was for MASK, which uh, is an acronym. M-A-S-K. I have never seen that show either. Um, okay, so finally, well, actually, no, actually, we have one more after this. Never mind. So, uh, next up, we have Fine Ursine, uh, who responded like so many amazing ones, but this was light years better than the actual show, uh, which he doesn't say the name of, so I had to click the link and basically made a bunch of garbage audio, uh, because it's for a show called Cops, and it's not that Cops. I was really hoping it was an animated series <laughs> based on the show Cops, but no, it's a different Cops. It's an I don't know. This one, this one has like a sci-fi like Mafia Don, so it's still pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure that's all right. Yeah, HD was hoping it would be Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you gotta do? <laughs> well, yeah. What did you want <laughs> to hear that? If, if if I could if I could list that as my freaking. Uh, Last <laughs> that's my favorite animated uh theme song. I might do that because that's really? so, that's rocks. <laughs> I think I think what you're just asking for is that they make an animated series out of bad boys. No. No, I don't. Thank you I for the really, response. I really don't. Yep, thank yes. you. Alright, so our last one is from Samuel. Hi Sam. Hello. Hey Sam. And uh their response was uh, with lyrics, I have to say, Dreamstone's emotionally swelling better than a dream. Without lyrics, I love the theme from Chumanji, because it sets a tone for a dark pulp adventure perfectly. Man, All right. I forgot about the Jumanji animated show. I I have, to tell, I have to tell you, Sam knows way too much about the really weird 90s adaptations of live action movies. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, <laughs> I'm trying to remember if it was... Right. I'm trying to remember if it was him or Kato who we kind of reminisced over, uh, like just briefly, we kind of reminisced over the Tom and Jerry kids theme song, <laughs> which sometimes Tom gets stuck in my head. and Jerry kids. Yeah, like the, there was, during the 90s, they, there was a period where there was just like a lot of like super uh, hokey uh, theme music. And I think that's what people remember the most. Like the Tom and Jerry kids, the, the, uh, the other one that stands out is like uh, like Goof Troop, which uh, oh Goof Troop. There was one time. Oh, yeah. There was one that time one was I was listening to uh, the song "Higher Love" came on the radio. You know the one, like "Give Me a mm-hmm. Higher Love," but it was like muted, and so like I was like driving with a friend, and I was like, "Wait a second, is that the Goof Troop song?" <laughs> 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 we we both thought it was until we turned up. <laughs> so, that was pretty funny. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> they both they both have kind of like similar like synth noises and uh, and rhythms. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> well, gee, Max. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, Power Line OD'd in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's neither here nor there, though. Um, yeah. So who wants to go between us three? Um, I'll be honest. I- I'll go first for once. Okay. Um, because 
Uh, you, I was actually kind of struggling there for a minute because there's a lot of really good uh, uh, animated theme songs out there. But then you reminded me of Goof Troop, mm-hmm. and that's 100% my answer because that <laughs> theme song is amazing. It is a super good theme song. Yeah. It is it is way more intense and funky than a show about a single dad raising his kids should be, but it's great. And the Goof, dad is also goofy too. <laughs> Goof Troop, by the way, aged very well. That is a that is a fun show for me to watch as an adult. I actually I I, I should probably watch it sometime. Uh, yeah. I, I do think I'm sure it's actually pretty dang good, especially since uh and honestly uh well on that on that that matter what is it about the Max and Goofy uh dynamic of like show where it just produces really good music because the music in a Goofy movie is also really really good. Like intensely good. Well, I think I think that's more just like the Disney afternoon because I mean that, that gave us the DuckTales theme that everyone likes. Darkwing Duck is a <laughs> great theme song. Uh the let's see. Oh, what else? There were so many shows, and I think they all had good theme songs, basically. I mean, like uh, there's a lot of really good stuff. Um like I, I almost went with Star versus the Forces of Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's a really, really good catchy one. Um, and I almost also went with, uh, with Picky in the Brain just because it, I feel like it's one of the theme songs that's like in its digest, it's just really, really, really good at like explaining its own premise, you know, it like, it perfectly encapsulates the tone of the show. Yeah. I feel uh, like, I feel like the, the Pinky in the Brain theme song has been a part of my life for so long that. Like I, I wouldn't, I, I'm so conditioned to knowing it that I wouldn't really be able to comprehend what it's like to hear it for the first time again, but yeah, it was very yeah. catchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's certain songs that just get <laughs> stuck with you. Yeah. Um, how about you go, Cirque? Because I've never gone last before. So this is an exciting moment for me. Yeah, it's exciting because, oh God. Okay, so if you ask me that, I can just sit here and basically fillet the uh, 90s for as long as you want, because, oh my god, there's so many good choices. You didn't pick one? (laughs) Uh, Hmm. It's real hard to pick one, I'm saying. Did we help narrow it down by listing other people's? Yeah, you did. You you took out all the... uh, You took out all the Disney animation ones, except for one, which I'm gonna mention. Okay. So I got two then, I guess. I think I may have mentioned this like uh, when I when I say that there's certain songs that stick with you, like uh, the Spider-Man theme from the uh, mm-hmm. animated series. I almost thought of like saying the Batman animated theme, but that feels a bit like cheating for me because that was from basically adapted from the movie theme. The Spider-Man theme, though, is just it just really fits the character in a way that uh. It really, like, sticks with him in my mind in a way that, like, sort of the 61 also does. Like the like the one from the old, old cartoons. You know Spider-Man, what I mean? Spider-Man, spider Yeah. Does whatever a spider can. And, like, the 90s version, almost, like, when it goes orchestrated, that, it almost feels like a sort of, like, update of that. And it's so good. And just I, on... I, yeah? What's up? I do, I do really like the butt rockness of like the yes. colors and that. It's great. It's so good. 
And just like along that uh, along that route, I'm gonna go to my Disney animation pick. I'm surprised it didn't come up. The uh, the gargoyles scene. Oh yeah, that's a pretty neat one. Yeah, it's, it's just this really, like, sweeping, like, rising, like, uh, orchestrated, like, lyricless, like, instrumental that really, really fits the, uh, like, sort of the grandness of the, uh, cartoon. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? I can see that. I get yeah. that. So, KC. Um, my answer is from a cartoon I've actually never watched an episode of. Uh, and that is Daria. Wait, What? I've never seen Daria, but I've heard the theme song and I would probably put it on like I I probably would listen to it in my regular rotation, just like with all the other music I listen to, like female fronted punk. It's super good. Uh, So, okay, 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 Casey, okay, Casey, Casey. So I Casey? I was raised I was raised okay, in a Mormon okay. household. I no, was no, I was no, not I, I just, I'm just imagining HT like, right now, like just slapping you in the face with his like little hands, like no, Casey, Casey, no, Casey. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not slapping him. I'm I'm holding his shoulders and squeezing because <laughs> I need you to listen to me. Okay, I'm 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 hearing you. Are you going to tell me that I have to watch Daria? Is that it? <laughs> you you have to watch Daria. Okay. <laughs> have to. Uh, yeah. HG, is it going to disappoint you if I say that I have also never watched Daria? I mean, I'm less disappointed only because you didn't say that the, the Daria theme song is your favorite animated theme song and you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. The, the Daria theme song is like, I like it as a song. Like, I don't... Well. In I fact, mean, I, I heard I, it. I heard for the first the first time I heard it, it was actually a cover by uh, by a Utah based band. Uh, Daria, I think called Dar- Daddy Blue. And Daria is honestly a show that shaped me to be the person that I am today. <laughs> it is intensely good and one of the best cartoons of all time. Yeah, I'm gonna have Hands to make down. that. I'm gonna have to make that a priority for me then. Because like I, you're not the only person who's recommended it to me, and also like, it's a great, it's, great fucking theme song. I super good. I've heard <laughs> this, very good things about it. Much like how you say Peak in the Brain only has like one or two stinker episodes, mm-hmm. uh, that is entirely the case with Daria as well. There's like sure and sure it, it sometimes is a bit reductionist in some how it treats like jocks and like cheerleader types, but it also mm-hmm. puts a lot of really well thought out. Like it's really really good at both celebrating and also critiquing that area of being a smart kid in high school when it seems like everyone else is dumb. And sometimes it's very true, but sometimes you need to kind of grow up. And it's Mm -hmm. actually really good at walking that line and criticizing things in our culture that really need to be criticized and all sorts of really good stuff. It is fantastic. All right. Well, I will watch it. Um, but yes, it's uh, uh, let's see. I mean, another somewhere runner ups for me, real fast. Uh, Rock was minor life, which is a really dang good theme song. That and one is by the, the B. That one's by the B fifty twos. Which which one specifically do you like more? There were two of them. Oh, there's two of them. Was yeah, there really? were two. They were both by the B fifty twos, and they huh. both had the same lyrics in the same spots, but they were slightly different. I'll have to link you to them later. 
Yeah, you'll have to do that because yeah. I don't think I would notice that right off the bat. At least yeah. not not in the long first they, time in a long time. They are they are kind of similar, but not similar enough that they don't sound like totally different songs. Uh but yeah, I'll I'll show you later. I don't uh, know I don't then, know why there were two. And then uh I mean honestly I think like we got a really good crop of uh theme songs and music here. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think actually, I think that's it. So thank you everyone for your responses. Definitely. Thank uh, you guys so much. Yep. I really appreciate it. It was really cool to like, listen to your, uh, what your face were. And I am going to look at that Jason in the Wild Warriors intro after this. Yes. Uh, so our next prompt, uh, so Cirque, would you give us our prompt next time? Okay. Our prompt for next time is, who is your favorite voice actor? Hmm. Yep, specifically, probably specifically in animation. But, uh, yeah. Because I mean, like, I, there, there can be there can be crossover, obviously, and there will be. But yeah, I think yeah, this I is think a good prompt. I think we'll get some interesting responses. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what people say. Um, do you want to do the bumper HD? We don't really have a, we don't really have a natural transition here. I mean, sure. Uh, so just like most of our cartoons, our podcast just sort of ends. Yeah. I, I was going to start, I was going to start doing the bumper, but it felt very strange. To not um, have HD <laughs> well, yeah, I guess because I technically am the one who usually does it, but yeah, you usually um, do it. Okay, well, so this has been Toontown Public Works. Uh, so, um, no, there I will guess, be links to videos in the show notes as often as we can find them. Yes, uh, of course, there's, maybe there's always more that. often. So, uh, so yeah, now, there's that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, also, uh, Cirque is working on like possibly uploading uh, any cartoons that we can't f- have a harder time finding onto YouTube. Yep. Uh, so just keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah. So when when we can't find them from other sources, we will try to upload them ourselves. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. So let's see what else. Now, uh, if you like oh, this podcast, one last thing. One last thing. Oh, thank you, sure. Alex. Thank you, Alex and Aki, for helping to edit this. We really, really appreciate your work on this. Of yes, course, especially since both of you. Especially since this was a nightmare episode, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is not going to be a fun one to edit. Uh, <laughs> uh, so bad, but yeah. But yeah, so uh, basically, yeah. There's this is the. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh yeah, uh, if you like this podcast, uh, you can always give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, basically any place where you get your podcast because we tend to be pretty much anywhere. Um, And also recommend us to folks. Didn't Uh, we get another review recently? Yes, we actually got a few reviews. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if we are going to read more of those on the show. We might later on. But Uh, still, we really, really appreciate you taking the time to do that for us because it, like we said, it really, really does help. Yep, we are up to, I think, 10 ratings, and we're at four and a half stars on iTunes, which is pretty rad. Damn, so nice. Um, Thanks, guys. So let's, 
So let's see, what else? What else, what else, what else? Oh yes, uh, if you wanna send us an email, whether it be about this prompts uh, that we've done today or uh, previously, or just if you ever wanna drop us a line, uh, our email is at, uh, or rather is at uh, toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. Our Twitter is toontownpublic, uh, as an at toontownpublic. And let's see, what else? Uh, that's the Toontown Public where we tend to post our uh, prompts, uh, if you haven't listened to them yet. Like, usually right at the exact same time the episodes go up. And let's see, what else, what else, what else? Is there anything else we need to mention? I feel like that is the usual business. Yeah, I feel like that's right. Um, so... Yeah. So, uh, I guess all there is left to say is, I'm Ishtiru Raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works, and these cartoons have been archived.